1: WABC New York and 107.1 WLIR Hampton Bays <laughs>
0: It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me. Good morning. It is Friday, January 5th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, I 39. And then the weekend looks like this, the storm we've been talking about. Saturday starts cloudy, snow, rain, sleep, that mix comes in at night. And then it hangs around with us most of the day on Sunday. Uh, we'll get you to the snow totals, at least what we're being told in just a moment. If you are walking out the door with us right now, 24, partly cloudy up in Muncie in Rockland County, 26 and partly cloudy in Red Bank down in New Jersey. And it's 25 and clear outside our Midtown studios right now. We'll start with what will be getting ready for this snowstorm that is coming in. Westchester County getting ready for the storm heading in this weekend. Chris Salgado, he works at Chappaqua Paint and Hardware. I guess we always have to check in with those guys, see uh, what's going on with their supply of shovels and saws.
2: We have our you know, regular shovels right here. These are a li- little more wider. And then I know a lot of kids like to help out their parents, so we even got kids' shovels.
0: Yeah, so after what's been essentially like a two-year snow drought, Westchester could see about three to eight inches of snow when it starts to fall uh, Saturday into Sunday. New Jersey, of course, bracing for this storm as well. expected to bring snow, sleet, and rain. Northwestern New Jersey could get hit with a couple of inches. Governor Murphy says uh, state crews are ready for whatever comes.
3: It'll be, I think, our biggest storm in a couple of years. It'll be primarily a north. Jersey, particularly as it relates to accumulation event.
0: Forecasters say northwest New Jersey could get more than six inches Saturday into Sunday. There is concern about significant beach erosion along the Jersey coastline. The executive director of the Stockton University Coastal Research Center says the storm could cause 12 foot waves in certain areas, causing damage to dunes, particularly in Ocean City, North Wildwood. Avalon,
3: NJ uh, Transit equipment and staff are mobilizing. The State Emergency Operations Center will activate, I think, Saturday morning.
0: All right, it's always a good time to check in with Jay Engel. He is the meteorologist at the National Weather Service up in the Hudson Valley. Of course, they get all excited about
2: storms like this. A Winter storm watch is in effect from Saturday evening through Sunday afternoon with the uh, potential for heavy wet snow uh, accumulations of five to eight inches and that's going to be across interior portions of southern Connecticut, northeast uh, New Jersey, or at least uh, northern and interior portions of northeast New Jersey and uh, interior sections of southeastern New York. All
0: right, let's find out about the suburban communities right outside the city, New York City. What are we going to so say? They're
2: looking for perhaps about an inch on average across the city, but it could be virtually nothing. As you get closer to the uh, southern portions of Queens and Brooklyn, and maybe a couple of inches up into the northern Bronx, but we're thinking... Uh, on either side of an inch across uh, Manhattan Central Park.
0: Yeah, so it doesn't sound like it's going to be much of an event in the city. It's really going to be for the people in the Hudson Valley, northwestern New Jersey. And, of course, they're watching the Jersey coast because they're always worried about flooding when all this rain and snow comes in. So
2: along the coast, we're looking for um, any uh, wintry mix of snow and rain to go over to a period of rain for quite a bit, a cold rain at that. And then as the system pulls out, it uh, very well could go over to a period of snow, at least for portions of the coast.
0: All right, so this is what Jay Engel from the National Weather Service is telling us. A trace to three inches of snow here in the city. Uh, if you're northwest and uh, north or west of the city, six to ten inches. In the immediate Hudson Valley, like uh, Westchester County, the immediate suburbs, Yonkers, that kind of thing, could be three to six inches. Um, they don't know for sure because the temperatures have to be exactly right. But that's the forecast they're looking at right now. They'll update us a little bit later this morning. My guess is it won't be a whole lot different than what they're telling us. Of course, keep it here. 77 WABC for the trail of that winter storm coming in. Big story of the day yesterday was these uh, subway service disruptions after these partial train derailment on the Upper West Side, 96th Street Station. The uh, MTA was calling this a minor accident. But people who were on this number one train that made contact with a disabled train as it was pulling out of the station say it was anything but minor, at least 26 people, mostly passengers, suffering minor injuries. But for many, they say the lasting impact of those moments after the crash will stay with them for a long time to come.
4: There was like a rumble, and like we, we, we like we all screamed because we didn't know what happened.
2: There was a big jostle. Everybody started falling towards me, towards the end of the train. When we hit, I actually went flying and hit a child in a stroller.
4: I was definitely scared. All I can tell you.
0: Yeah, there were a lot of kids on this train because it was right after school led out. So this one train was out of commission because somebody had gone and pulled the brakes on this train. And so they had checked out the brakes, but one of them, they weren't able to reconnect. And so that's why this train was disabled and not clear, though, why these two trains hit each other. And that's what the MTA is going to try to investigate
4: over the day today. There was smoke coming and it was very traumatizing, very scary. The train did fill up with smoke. We saw lots of sparks and maybe flames. I'm not sure if it was just sparks or flames as well.
0: So about 300 people were evacuated from the train. They were actually taken from the one train that was packed with people, by the way, to the disabled train. They kind of connected them so they could get back to the platform. I mean, the good news is, Nobody was seriously hurt. There were
2: people trying to jump out of the train that had jumped out. The uh, conductors were trying to get them to uh, get back on. But the doors couldn't open. We could physically hear them trying to bang open the doors.
0: Now, New York City Transit Authority President Richard Davies says the disabled train had been vandalized after a number of emergency cords had been pulled by someone, and that's why it was stuck at the station.
1: Obviously, two trains should not be bumping into one another. The out-of-service train had been vandalized. The number of emergency cords had been pulled earlier by someone. They were able to reset all of them except one, and that was the reason why that train was still stuck in the station.
0: WABC News Time 509, another set of documents related to Jeffrey Epstein's alleged sex trafficking have been released.
5: Almost 20 exhibits totaling 327 pages of documents were publicly filed by a federal court in New York Thursday night. In a deposition transcript released Wednesday from one female victim, Epstein allegedly told her former President Bill Clinton, quote, likes them young. The two have long been linked through business, although Clinton denies knowledge about Epstein's crimes. The earlier documents also mentioned Prince Andrew, who Epstein allegedly forced minors to have sex with multiple times. I'm Brian Shook. All
0: right, let's go down to the U.S.-Mexico border speaker of the House backing Texas in their fight with the federal government over the southern border. Mike Johnson says it's amazing the White House is suing to stop the lone SARS state from what it wants to do.
6: Everything they're trying to do to protect Texans, the White House is going to take them
1: to court and, and have it undone. Madness is the only word that we can think of to describe this.
0: The Justice Department sued Texas this week to block a controversial law that would allow cops to arrest anybody they believe crossed the border illegally if
6: you're the governor of texas or a border state or any governor you have the constitutional authority to do the right thing and secure your people
0: speaker says the white house should be doing the opposite trying to help texas uh, not suing
6: them. they're doing their dead level best to protect their citizens but the white house the administration refuses to do it
0: and then you have uh, in the senate they're trying to figure out how to figure out this whole migrant mess. And one of the ideas we've heard before, no money until the border is secure. That's the word from Florida Senator Rick Scott as the government shutdown looms again. My
2: responsibility is to do
4: everything I can to keep the citizens of Florida safe. An open border does not keep them safe. Giving more funding to Homeland Security is not going to make people of Florida
0: The Republican has signed on to a pledge from the Immigration Accountability Project and asking every member of Congress to join him. The pledge calls on President Biden to sign legislation that, at a minimum, requires all illegal immigrants be detained until their cases are adjudicated.
4: This is a lawless administration. They want a completely open border, and that's what they've got. For any bill to pass in the Senate, they have to have at least nine Republicans. Every Republican should do the same thing saying we will not do anything else until we get the border security.
0: And Senator Scott says he's a no vote on spending plans until the southern border is secure again.
4: We're not going to do a supplemental for Ukraine aid. We're not going to continue to fund this government unless we secure the border. And you know how you know if you secure the border? The numbers go down.
0: The senator wants the number of migrants coming into the U.S. and staying to be back down to the levels they were under former President Trump. 512? The Defense Department confirming an American airstrike killed an Iran-backed militia leader in Baghdad on Thursday. The strike
1: also killed another Han member. The strike was taken in self-defense, that no civilians were harmed, and that no infrastructure or facilities were struck.
0: Pentagon spokesman Brigadier General Pat Ryder telling reporters the militia leader was actively involved in planning and carrying out attacks on U.S.
1: forces in the region. U.S. forces took necessary and proportionate action against Mushtaq Jawad Kazim al-Jawari. Abu Takwa is actively involved in planning and carrying out attacks against American personnel.
0: U.S. military has faced just increasing attacks by Iranian-backed groups in Syria, in Iraq, since the start of the Israel-Hamas war. And while we're talking about the Israel-Hamas war, America's top diplomat heading
4: back to the Middle East for meetings on the war in Gaza. The secretary will visit Turkey, Jordan, Qatar, the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Israel, the West Bank, and Egypt.
0: He's going to hit everything. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller says Secretary of State Antony Blinken will push to expand humanitarian aid to Gaza when he meets with leaders in the region. A top priority is also to secure the release of more of those hostages held by Hamas. The
4: United States has played a critical role in unlocking humanitarian assistance for the Palestinian people, but conditions remain extremely difficult. The Secretary has no higher priority than the safety and security of American citizens, and he will not rest as long as Americans, along with Israelis and citizens of many other countries, continue to be held captive. And the State Department says it's not seeing acts of genocide in Gaza,
0: but there are growing concerns about American hostages being held there. We
4: continue to work to try to bring uh, all of them home as we try to work to bring uh, other hostages who are not American citizens home. It's a top priority for everyone in this government and we will not rest uh, until they are brought home. State Department
0: spokesman Matthew Miller they're making the comments after South Africa launched genocide proceedings against Israel in the International Court of Justice. Miller says allegations should not be taken lightly, but he says they are not seeing any acts of that constitute genocide. The International Court of Justice will hold public hearings next week on South Africa's claims.
4: We are going to continue to engage in quiet conversations behind closed doors uh, to try to achieve the release of hostages. The work that we've done uh, to date has re- uh, resulted in the release of more than 100 hostages, and we will continue to pursue that work.
0: 514, let's stay overseas. North Korea supplying ballistic missiles to Russia as the country ramps up its war against Ukraine. Russia
4: launched multiple North Korean ballistic missiles
6: into Ukraine, including as part of its overnight aerial attack.
0: National Security Spokesman John Kirby says Russia recently launched some of those missiles into Ukraine. He says Russia is also seeking ballistic missiles and other military support from Iran. These
6: massive bombardments use drones and missiles to strike cities and civilian infrastructure all across the country.
0: The United States is concerned that
6: Russian negotiations to acquire close-range ballistic missiles from Iran are actively advancing. The most effective response to Russia's horrific violence against the Ukrainian people is to continue to provide Ukraine with vital air defense capabilities and other types of military equipment.
0: The U.S. response to all this, they're rolling out additional sanctions against entities facilitating those arms transfers. All right, 5.15, let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk. Happy Friday. Good morning, Justin Alec. Happy Friday. Good morning to you,
6: Noam Layden. On the ice at the Garden, that's where we begin. Artemi Panarin scored his team-best 24th goal. Vincent Trocek added three assists, and the Rangers defeated the Chicago Blackhawks 4-1. to Crider, Truba, and Vesey also scored for the Blue Shirts, who rebounded from Tuesday's 6-1 to home loss to Carolina and improved to 10-1 and 0 in games after a loss this season, the Rangers have won six of their last seven meetings with the Blackhawks, and New York improved to 12-3-1 against Western Conference opponents this year. Shusterkin, with 22 saves last night, had a relatively easy night's work against the last-place Blackhawks as, he's, as he improved to 16-8-0 and, oh, and won for the sixth time in seventh games. Uh, in Arizona, Paul Horvat scored twice, the second in New York's three-goal third period, and Ilya Sorokin made 25 saves to help the Islanders beat the Arizona Coyotes 5-1. Lee and Gaudier scored 52 seconds apart for a 4-1 lead early in the third, and Horvat skated in alone for an unassisted goal with seven minutes remaining. Matthew Barzell had to assist to give him 401 points in the NHL throughout his career. Barzell, just named to his third All-Star team, has six assists in his last six games. Horvat would add And assist as well. Tonight, the Devils get set to return to the ice in Newark. They'll welcome in the aforementioned Chicago Blackhawks for a 7 p.m. puck drop on the hardwood. No local action last night, but the Knicks and Nets will be back on the court tonight. Both tipping off at 7:30. The Knicks get the 76ers in Philadelphia, while the Nets welcome in the Oklahoma City Thunder. And looking ahead to the regular season finale of Week 18, action in the NFL locally. The six and ten Jets will visit the New England Patriots Sunday at 1 p.m. as two-point underdogs. And the five and eleven Giants get the eleven and five Philadelphia Eagles at home at 4:25 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. The playoff picture in the NFL is taking shape ahead of the season's final week. Obviously, the Jets and Giants not going to the playoffs this year. Nine teams have clinched a postseason berth, including five in the NFC. And, uh, in the AFC, you had, uh, one, two, three, and four. Four clinchers so far. That means five more spots are on the line in week 18. There are four AFC teams at nine and seven, including a three-way tie atop the South between the Jags, Colts, and Texans. In the NFC, there are four teams in the playoff hunt at eight and eight. Seattle, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans. And there are, uh, two more teams on the outside looking in at seven and nine in the Falcons. And the Vikings. So if anybody wrote all of that down, then you understand what I just told you. Yeah. <laughs> if not, then it was uh, a bunch of gibberish. How about that? No. no, but, you know, it makes
0: for exciting last weekend of football. At least there's some, you know, something to it all.
6: Yeah, 100%. And honestly, uh, years past, we've had uh, more clinchers than this, I, I would venture to say. Uh, there are a lot of implications that are uh, going down this weekend uh, that could shift at least the playoff picture. I think most of the teams have clinched. I'll correct myself on that one, but uh, seating could change a lot around this weekend. No. So that's sports, and I'm Justin Ellick. On 77,
0: WABC. WABC News Time 520. Yesterday was another day where state government buildings around the country facing bomb threats.
7: Buildings in Mississippi and Arkansas received threats Thursday after similar threats forced capital complexes across the U.S. to evacuate on Wednesday. Mississippi's Department of Public Safety wrote on X that the multiple bomb threats across the state prompted officials to take precautionary measures and put in place standard emergency procedures. In Arkansas, the state capitol police said the Pulaski County Courthouse in Little Rock was forced to evacuate. I'm Lisa Taylor.
0: All right, let's hit the campaign trail. Iowa's 2024 Republican presidential caucuses less than two weeks away. And the state party expecting a big turnout, and not only from members of the GOP. Former Polk County Republican chair Will Rogers here. Well, Rill Rogers is a great name. I'm
2: expecting
1: anywhere between... 20 and 30% increase in turnout and participation from independents and Democrats.
0: Democrats and independents will have to switch their affiliation to Republican to take part on caucus night. The Iowa caucuses are January 15th. President Biden going to hold a campaign event today marking the third anniversary of the t- attack
7: on the U.S. Capitol. The White House says the president will make the case that democracy is on the line in this year's presidential election, as he heads toward a likely rematch against Donald Trump. The campaign previously announced the event in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, would be held on January 6th, but later rescheduled due to an incoming winter storm in the Northeast. I'm Lisa Taylor.
0: South Dakota GOP Governor Kristi Noem addressing reports that she may be on former President Trump's short list of VP nominations. Yeah,
7: I would consider it, but... I, I would say that it's up to him to decide who that person is.
0: Known currently her second term as governor. Before that, she served as a member of Congress for about a decade. She's been a strong supporter of Trump, endorsed him for president all the way back in September.
7: If you have a diversity of people, perspectives, backgrounds, cultures, and genders, that you are going to have a better policy because of the debate that happens. So. I think he will pick someone that will bring that kind of diversity to the ticket. She
0: is in Iowa, or at least was in Iowa yesterday, campaigning for Trump uh, with the upcoming primary election. 522, another school shooting this time, Iowa. Yesterday, sixth grade student killed, active shooter killed himself after spraying bullets on this high school campus uh, in Perry, uh, uh, Perry uh, Iowa, that's about 40 miles northwest of Des Moines.
1: Officers immediately attempted to locate the source of the threat and quickly found what appeared to be the shooter with a self-inflicted gunshot wound.
0: Yeah, the 17-year-old shooter, who is a student there, took his own life, also left behind an explosive device that thankfully was diffused. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds says the heart's heavy there as she passed her condolences. Officers
1: located an improvised explosive device. The state fire marshal rendered the device safe. It's a pump-action shotgun and a small-caliber handgun.
0: So in all, six people were shot by this 17-year-old. One of them, again, that sixth-grader killed.
1: That individual was a sixth-grade student at Perry Middle School. The other five are being treated at area hospitals.
7: This strikes at the heart of everything that we hold dear. This senseless tragedy has shaken our entire state to the core. And the
0: White House condemning the school shooting in Iowa.
4: A
8: heartbreak for
4: the families of the victims in yet another act of senseless gun violence.
0: Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre calling on Congress to crack down on guns by implementing universal background checks and, uh, checks and assault weapons ban and other gun control measures. Congress
7: must enact universal background checks. Ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines and pass a national red flag law.
0: It was uh, that shooting taking place on the first day back of classes after the new year break. 523. A woman who may have been dead for up to nine years has been identified as the victim found in a freezer at a home in San Diego just before Christmas. The
5: body of Mary Margaret Haxby jones who would have been 81 years old, was found on December 22nd at a home on Zion Avenue. San Diego police say family members from out of town went to the home just before Christmas and found her body in a freezer. Officers say there were no obvious signs of trauma and the cause of death is still under investigation. Haxby jones had lived at the home in the past and had been missing or dead for up to nine years i'm jack cronin
0: embattled pitcher trevor bauer hoping to make a return to the major leagues after spending a year in japan bauer has not played stateside since being accused of assaulting a woman on two different occasions in 2021 a charge he denies i've never sexually assaulted anyone never will Never have it's
6: not who i am as a person it's been excruciating last Two and a half and a half years being seen that way because um, that's
0: not my that's not my character the dodgers star suspended two full seasons after being found to violate the league's joint domestic violence sex assault and child abuse policy before the police investigation continued now, after the first year of his suspension the investigation closed no criminal charges were brought forward bauer then quickly appealed to the league in the office, saying his suspension should be lifted. I just want an opportunity to do things better. I've made a lot of changes. I want to be better. Um, I'm constantly looking to improve, and I'm just looking for an opportunity to to be able to do that. Either way, the Dodgers don't want him. They cut him from the team.
6: I made mistakes. I agreed to do things I shouldn't have done. It was reckless. It hurt a lot of people along the way. I made things very difficult for Major League Baseball, for the Dodgers, my teammates, friends, family, people close to me. So I've done a lot of reflecting on that and
0: made a lot of changes in my life to address that. It'll be interesting to see if any team picks them up. 525, this holiday season set a new online shopping record.
5: Americans spent $222 billion shopping from November 1st through the end of 2023. That's nearly a 5% increase from the previous holiday season, according to an Adobe Analytics report. Adobe credits deep discounts and buy now, pay later options like Klarna and Afterpay. The report shows that Americans are still spending at record amounts despite saying they're not happy with the economy. I'm Brian Shook. Yeah, now
0: those bills, the credit card ones especially, they'll come in in the next two weeks or so. That is, Wall Street closed Thursday with stocks mixed. This comes as big tech stocks like Apple are performing poorly so far in the new year. It's also that there's uncertainty related to when the Fed will begin to cut those rates at the closing bell. The Dow gained 10 points. The S&P 500 fell 16. The Nasdaq dropped 81 points it's the 77 wabc news hour talking the news with Noah laden all the news you need to know with joe nolan traffic justin ellick sports and now talking the news with noam on 77 wabc yeah that's me good morning it is friday january 5th your forecast from the ramsey mazda weather center sunshine today The high going to be just 39. You're going to feel the wind chill if you walk outside. Saturday, that's when this storm comes in, so it will start cloudy. Then we're going to get a snow, rain, sleet mix that comes in at night, then all day Sunday we'll see that rain-snow mix. Now here in the city, in the immediate suburbs, maybe one to three inches if you go up deeper into the Hudson Valley, six inches plus, same for northwestern New Jersey. But either way, it's going to be one of those days that we're just kind of nasty from Saturday into Sunday. We'll get more into how the local area is preparing for that snowstorm as the morning wears on. We're going to start this half hour uh, here in the city, at the Forest Hills, 71st Avenue subway station no doubt you heard about the collision that took place yesterday Uh, this is a sideline story that sort of got buried amid that NYPD cops searching for a number of people who broke into empty trains in Queens and actually were able to drive them for a short distance before running of the way it happened near the Forest Hills 71st Avenue subway station the group entered the operator's compartment of the two lead train cars before driving the train cars northbound for a short distance. This is a pretty frightening stop.
4: It's frightening. That's frightening. Just yeah, I just said that. I don't think there's enough security. They say there's more police. I don't see them around. I don't see security guards around. So... Something needs to be
0: done. Video released by the NYPD shows someone entering the subway, propping the door open. Another video shows a different person on a train. The president of New York City Transit, Richard Davies, says the trains would not have gone very far if they had tried to take them further than they
1: did. Signal system would have prevented that train from getting on the main line. The emergency brake would have um, would have would have stopped it. Two, our tower operator saw it immediately and called nine one one. All right, so as far as
0: How did they get into that compartment, right? You need a key. Well, now if you go and you want a key for anything, you can find it online. It really is amazing. Just a quick search. I found one of these keys that you could use to open a compartment to a train compartment. I I don't know whether it would work or not, but clearly for these people, it did. It's those same keys. People will find other keys to open up those mailboxes, you know, the relay mailboxes that have now been ripped off so often where postal workers keep the mail as they're delivering it now those people are ripping it off from there well that's what happened here uh these people who are involved they look like kids uh were able to get a key to that compartment somehow
1: we have seen an uptick in people trying to legally sell some of these keys online for example so we're addressing that of course the question is how are they able to legally
0: celebrate a key that opens to a subway compartment uh riders say You know, they hear the story, and they haven't found the people behind this. Uh, They don't think it's terror-related or anything like that, but they say it still freaks them out.
5: I mean, the accessibility does seem strange, especially how much, like, we're always talking about the MTA and how much money goes into the MTA, and seems like it shouldn't be that easy for a couple of random people to do. All
0: right, but they did ride these trains for a couple hundred feet. Nobody heard, Uh, and as you heard, they say traffic control recognized right away. That there were people on this train who uh, shouldn't have been, but the fact that they were able to get on it is sort of stunning in itself. Speaking of stunning, a stunning move to stop Texas Governor Greg Abbott from shipping busloads of migrants here to the city. Mayor Adams pulling this move yesterday, filing a lawsuit against 17 charter bus companies used by the Lone Star State. He wants the bus companies to reimburse the city for the hundreds of millions of dollars its cost to shelter the migrants that they brought here. Uh, Here he is.
8: Governor Abbott's continuing use of migrants as political pawns is not only chaotic and inhumane, But makes clear he puts politics over people.
0: So I don't know what's going to happen with this lawsuit, whether there's any legitimacy to it. The mayor suing the bus companies who, since the spring of 2022, have been used by Abbott to ship migrants to New York, with officials showing them maps, giving them barcoded bracelets with their destinations clearly marked, and then checked by drivers to make sure they land in the city. And the mayor says... That's why he's going after these bus companies, because they're bringing those migrants here, and it's cost the city hundreds of millions of dollars to take care of them. We're suing
8: to recoup approximately $700 million already spent to care for migrants bussed here in the last two years by the state of Texas.
0: Not sure how they came up with that $708 million number, but he says they want to bus companies, which I can't imagine have this money, uh, to compensate the city for the cost of shelter, food, and health. The last straw, apparently, from the mayor was apparently Abbott's decision to send buses to New Jersey connecting to New York City to thwart this executive order that he had put in place to limit the days and times busloads of migrants could arrive here. Adams also seeking to build a regional coalition to stop Abbott. WABC Time 538, let's stay on this migrant story for a moment. Governor Murphy says he's been in touch with Governor Hokel and Mayor Adams about the migrant buses that have been arriving in the Garden State. This was uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott's move. After Mayor Adams restricted the hours, those migrant buses could arrive from 8 to noon, Monday to Friday. So what Abbott did was send buses at uh, all hours to New Jersey. And then in New Jersey, they uh, escorted those migrants who arrived at train stations to trains
8: into the city. Bus companies should not be participating in governors Abbott's of just a fiasco of really trying to destabilize these cities. He broadcast what he was going to do, and it's imperative that we uh, ensure that an entire region is going to stand together around this.
0: So Governor Murphy says at least 26 buses carrying about 1,200 migrants arrived in New Jersey before a majority of them took trains into the city.
8: What he is doing is just being dogmatic about uh, destabilizing these cities. And we must meet his challenge, and that is what we're going to do. We're going to be steadfast. What the mayor
0: doesn't talk about, though, is that apparently when these buses arrived at train stations in New Jersey, there were New Jersey transit officers on the platform waiting for them to escort them to the trains to New York
3: I guess with the idea that they would not stay in New Jersey. Let's cut the gimmicks out. Uh, so with all due respect to the governor of Texas and others who I think are playing with people's lives, they should be ashamed of themselves. Let's get at a table, adults in the room, Democrats and Republicans, and figure out comprehensive immigration. Reform. Well, let's see
0: if we could get the two sides together to do that. But well, what a mess this continues to be, as the number uh, we keep hearing is about 4,000 migrants arriving every month here in the city. 540, seven TGI Fridays in New Jersey, abruptly closing their doors to customers citing underperformance, a bunch of them Long Island closing as well. According to a statement by the franchise. 36 underperforming locations across the nation were closed as part of the brand's ongoing, what they called growth strategy. Now, do you remember when TJI Fridays was a big deal? No, I can't remember the last time I walked into one. I'm not suggesting the food isn't good. Just isn't even in the back of mind to go to one. And that may be some of their problem. Uh, some of these employees who worked at these Fridays in New Jersey had been there for decades. One of them, uh, the locations that closed is in Hackensack, where some workers had been there for 20 years.
2: Tuesday was big. It was like you know, because you had to tell all the employees, and they're all showing up to work. Yet you know, they're coming in, and you're just like, we're done. Yeah. You know? it was sad. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the, the kids that were coming in, they were they ended up
8: crying. You know,
0: yeah, not tough to lose your job, especially when you find out last second. According to the press release, TGI Fridays says they're offering more than 1,000 transfer opportunities, which represents, they say, 80% of the total impacted employees. But a fair amount of these restaurants apparently are far away from where these employees live, so not everybody's taking up that offer.
2: You know, there are other managers in other locations that, you know, I know they didn't get an opportunity to stay with the company, so... It's tough for everybody. I mean, I had a really great crew here. The cooks were awesome. I had two cooks that were here for about 20 years. You know, so it's
0: tough. It's a long time to work for any company, 20 years. Um, The locations that have shut include Eatontown, Hackensack, Marlton, Princeton, Springfield, and the Wayne Town Center. Members of the newest chapter of Troop 6000, which serves families living in... And temporary housing and shelters in the city, learning what it means to be a Girl Scout. But this one, the latest branch of Troop 6000, is just for migrant families who live here in the
4: city. We noticed that there was a huge influx coming in at most of our sites already, and we are trying to figure out
0: how
7: we could adopt.
5: There's so much in that core doctrine of Girl Scouting that becomes habitual.
0: So this was launched back in 2017. Girl Scouts Greater New York Troop 6000, the first of its kind program designed to help families living in temporary housing in the city. But given the influx of migrants here into the city over the last year, now the Girl Scouts reaching out to migrant kids... As They deal with
5: the trauma they've experienced they deal with their own mental health issues. They're not alone. They're with 58 uh, uh, million other people supporting them and pushing them forward. This is something that New Yorkers should feel proud
6: about.
0: The Rowe Hotel, that's the one on the west side, has been sheltering migrants over the last year. That's where this troop is meeting of Girl Scouts. New York City officials say a newly expanded compost facility on Staten Island, paving the way for a citywide composting program. Sanitation Commissioner Jessica Tish says the facility, which is on the site of a former landfill, will cut the time it takes to process food in half while in compre- increasing capacity from 3 million pounds to 64 million each year.
4: Understand one thing, that material you set out at the curb for collection is being put to good use. Here, we are turning your trash into treasure
0: i've noticed a lot of my neighbors are into this whole composting thing i don't 100 percent totally get it but in my neighborhood it's easy you drop it off at this place it's about a block away once processed officials say the product can be sold to landscapers and given away to community groups the latest addition to the facility has officials saying a citywide weekly curbside composting program is expected to launch in october of this year so it'd be even easier you wouldn't have to bring it anywhere they'd come pick it up
8: no more food uh, uh, with rats and bins and plastic bags, uh, using our food waste for a real win-win for New Yorkers. We will produce renewable energy and nutri- nutrient-rich soil. So
4: what we did is we moved the Bronx and Staten Island from going live later this spring to go live with Manhattan in October of 2024.
0: New City doubling down now on that composting program. 545, let's head over to the 77WABC Sports Desk where we find Justin Allen. Thank you, Noam. Let's start here on the ice at the Garden. Artemi Panarin
6: scored his team best 24th goal. Vincent Trocheck added three assists, and the Rangers defeated the Chicago Blackhawks 4-1. to Chris Crowder, Jacob Truba, and Jimmy Vc also scored for the Rangers, who rebounded from Tuesday's 6-1 to home loss to Carolina and improved to 10-1 and 0 in games after a loss. This season, they've won six of their last seven meetings with the Blackhawks, and they improved to 12-3-1 against Western Conference opponents this year. In Arizona, Bo Horvat scored twice, the second in New York's three-goal third period, and Ilya Sorokin made 25 saves to help the Islanders beat the Arizona Coyotes 5-1. Anders Lee and Julian Agotier scored uh, 52 seconds apart for a 4-1 lead early in the third, and Horvat skated in alone for an unassisted goal with seven minutes remaining. Matthew Barzal had two assists to give him 401 points in the NHL. Barzal just named to his third all-star team. He has six assists in his last six games. Horvat would add an assist as well. Tonight, the Devils get set to return to the ice in Newark. They'll welcome in the uh, aforementioned Chicago Blackhawks for a 7 p.m. puck drop on the hardwood. No local action last night, but the Knicks and Nets will be back on the court tonight, both tipping off at 7.30 p.m. The Knicks get the 76ers in Philadelphia while the Nets welcome in the Oklahoma City Thunder. And looking ahead to the regular season finale of Week 18, action in the NFL locally: the six and ten Jets will visit the New England Patriots Sunday at 1 p.m. as two point underdogs, and the five and eleven Giants get the eleven and five Philadelphia Eagles at home at 4:25 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. What's going
0: to happen to your Eagles? Are you, do you do you have any idea? Well, they're going to be the five seed. No,
6: uh, that's assuming that Dallas w- wins in uh, against Washington this weekend. So if Dallas beats Watt, the Commanders this weekend, they win the division and they take the two seed. And then the Eagles will take the five seed and probably most likely play the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah, so they'll be on the road if the whole way if they have to get back to where they were last year.
6: Indeed. Huh. Indeed. You wow. Know. What, a, not,
0: a, what a disaster. I'm they had such a great season and then all of a sudden just fell apart.
6: Well, okay. Don't yeah, but what do you mean what are you doing there? Why are you, why are
0: you doing that? I mean maybe it hasn't. Maybe this is the time they come back. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's always playoff they, magic. There is.
6: You know, I'm begging you both to shut up.
1: I'm begging you both.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it? you know they could put it together?
1: It's you always could,
6: possible. You could tell. You could tell I'm really panicking by the way my voice raises when I say yeah, that. Exactly. Put yeah, like, yeah. it Put it together. <laughs> <laughs> so You got that uh, playoff picture to look forward to as well. A gnome this weekend. More to get to there. It is taking shape uh, before the season's final week. Nine teams have clinched postseason berths, including five in the NFC. That means five more spots are on the line in week 18. There are four AFC teams at nine and seven, including a three-way top, a three-way tie, I should say, atop the South between the Jags, Colts, and Texans. In the NFC, there are four teams in the playoff hunt at eight and eight. Seattle, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans. But there are two more teams on the outside looking in at 7-9 in the Falcons and Vikings. So you're going to see a lot of shakeup this weekend with seating and uh, hopefully um – Obviously, a couple more spots being filled up in, uh, in that postseason picture. Back to you, know.
0: All right, let's catch you up on the big stories of the morning, some of it being this winter storm that is coming in. Westchester County says they're ready for the storm heading their way this weekend. Uh, Chris Salgado, he works at Chappaqua Paint and Hardware. He says he's got a supply of snow, shovels, and salt. Nobody's really needed that for the last couple of years. We have
2: our you know regular shovels right here. These are a li- little more wider, and then I know a lot of kids like to help out their parents, so we even got kids' shovels.
0: After a two year snow drought, parts of Westchester could see between three and eight inches of snow, which is set to arrive Saturday into Sunday. New Jersey, they're bracing for the storm as well. Northwestern New Jersey, going to get hit mostly with snow. Other places, uh, snow, sleet, and rain mix. Here's Governor Murphy. It'll
3: be, I think, our biggest storm in a couple of years. It'll be primarily a north. Jersey, particularly as it relates to accumulation event.
0: And there's also concern about significant beach erosion along the Jersey coastline. The executive director of the Stockton University Coastal Research Center says the storm could cause 12-foot waves in certain areas, causing damage to the dunes, particularly in Ocean City, North Wildwood,
3: and Avalon. NJ uh, Transit equipment and staff are mobilizing. The State Emergency Operations Center will activate, I think, Saturday morning.
0: Let's check in with uh, Jay Angle. He is the na- National Weather Service meteorologist up in the Hudson Valley. Yesterday, they laid down this winter storm watch just to make it official. A
2: winter storm watch is in effect from Saturday evening through Sunday afternoon with the potential for heavy, wet snow uh, accumulations of five to eight inches. And that's going to be across interior portions of southern Connecticut, northeast uh, New Jersey, or at least uh, northern and interior portions of northeast New Jersey, and uh, interior sections of southeastern New York.
0: And Jay's predicting that we will get the least of it here in the city and immediate surrounding suburbs. We're looking
2: for perhaps about an inch on average across the city, but it could be virtually nothing as you get closer to the uh... southern portions of queens and brooklyn and maybe a couple of inches up into the northern bronx but we're thinking uh... on either side of an inch across uh... manhattan central park
0: of course when it rains and snows and sleets like this for a twenty four hour period everybody watches the coastline worrying about flooding So
2: along the coast we're looking for um, any uh... wintry mix of snow and rain to go over to a period of rain for quite a bit a cold rain at that And then as the system pulls out, it uh, very well could go over to a period of snow, at least for portions of the coast.
0: All right, this is what Jay is telling us, the snowfall. A trace to three inches here in the city. uh, If you're north and west of the city, six to ten inches of snow. If you're in places like... Uh, uh Westchester County immediate suburbs you may get 3 to 6 inches of snow of course keep it here we will fo- follow this storm right here 77 WABC the other big story of yesterday that's led into today is the subway service disruptions on the 1 2 and the 3 this morning impacting the morning commute after those two trains number one trains collided Uh, just north of 96th Street about three o'clock yesterday caused the first car of passenger train to derail. The MTA called this crash minor, but passengers who were on these, that's one train that was leaving the station said it was anything but minor. And there were a lot of kids on the train because
2: school had just let out.
4: There was like a rumble and like we, 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 like we all screamed because we didn't know what happened.
2: There was a big jostle. Everybody started falling. Towards me, towards the end of the train. When we hit, I actually went flying and hit a child in a stroller.
4: I was definitely scared, all I can tell you.
2: It was a slow
0: speed minor derailment. It occurred... As the passenger subway train that was packed, by the way, clipped a disabled train while leaving the station.
4: There was smoke coming, and it was very traumatizing. It was very scary. The train did fill up with smoke. We saw lots of sparks and maybe flames. I'm not sure if it was just sparks or flames as well.
0: About 300 people, by the way, evacuated from the train that derailed. They actually move them from the train that they were on through that disabled train to get back to the platform at 96th Street. The injuries, thankfully, all minor, but causing all kinds of delays. There
2: were people trying to jump out of the train that had jumped out. The uh, conductors were trying to get them to uh, get back on. But the doors couldn't open. We could physically hear them trying to bang open the doors.
0: What we're hearing from most riders is most people stayed calm, so that's good. New York City... Transit Authority President Richard Davies says the disabled train had been vandalized after a number of emergency cords had been pulled by someone, which is why it was still stuck at the station there.
1: Obviously, two trains should not be bumping into one another. The out-of-service train had been vandalized. The number of emergency cords had been pulled earlier by someone. They were able to reset all of them except one, and that was the reason why that train was still stuck in the station.
0: And in a press conference uh, last night, MTA officials say they were hoping to restore service by this morning for rush hour. There are delays this morning. Maybe they'll be able to work it out before the big flux comes in. Of course, we'll follow it in just a moment. Jill Nolan will have the latest on that. Another set of documents related to Jeffrey Epstein's alleged sex trafficking have been released.
5: Almost 20 exhibits, totaling 327 pages. Pages of documents were publicly filed by a federal court in New York Thursday night. In a deposition transcript released Wednesday from one female victim, Epstein allegedly told her former President Bill Clinton, quote, likes them young. The two have long been linked through business, although Clinton denies knowledge about Epstein's crimes. The earlier documents also mentioned Prince Andrew, who Epstein allegedly forced minors to have sex with multiple times. I'm Brian Shook.
0: The MTA yesterday, amid the mess that was going on uptown, they were recognizing frontline workers who received the most customer praise last year. Seven workers were honored during this press conference at Grand Central Terminal, including Harlem Line conductor Charles
4: Road. In one instance, Chuck coordinated with our operations control center to briefly stop an express train to help a young man who was coming off a 12-hour shift at work, who had boarded the wrong train by mistake.
0: The other workers who received. Praise for going above and beyond to provide a positive experience for customers included another Metro North conductor, a Grand Central Lead custodian, a New York City uh, transit agent, a subway conductor, an LIRR customer service ambassador, and an LIRR conductor. Now, these are all people who got praise from customers. These customers thought so much of them, they went online to praise them so the MTA would know. That they were doing a good job.
1: He takes ownership for his station, how he sees his customers as a bit of extension of his family.
3: One customer tells us, Greg, never fails to brighten my day. And he always has a smile on his face. And better yet, it's workers like him that make the world a better place. Yeah,
0: sometimes we get caught up in the mess that sometimes the MTA is, and we forget there's a lot of great individuals who work for the MTA.
2: Every day,